Well, by the way, Doctor, is mystery your sole pleasure? Young man, what could be more pleasant than mystery? Well, music, for instance. Music, why, of course. One, two, one, two, mic check. Welcome back to another episode of Orion Motherfucking Radio. I'm your host, Kia Orion. Thank you for tuning in. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Um, I know we're going to have a lot of first-time listeners this week because my guest is the, the poppin' rapper Tommy Rowland, a.k.a. Rowland. And so I'm going to keep flapping my gums to a minimum so we can get to the, the interview. Um, we met up in New York. Rowland was um, nice enough to sit down, give me an hour on mic, and then he dropped some gems on me even afterwards too. So shout out to Roland for just being a good dude and, and being willing to grind and put in the work to sit down with, with a nobody like me, you feel me, to make shit happen. So um, this man is the real deal. If you're a fan of Roland or if you've seen other idi- um, videos, interview stuff like that, you don't know him like this, believe that uh, he was willing to open up. That's how we do it on Orion Radio. And so, you know, we talk about growing up and living in a studio apartment, sharing a studio apartment with his mom. We talk about his dreams of wanting to be a BMX biker. We talk about, um, for any artists and creatives that listen to this podcast, um, we talk about how to make money and royalties off your art and when is the right time to get a manager. So again, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you do, let me know what you think. You can get at me at Keel Ryan, rolling all of his shit, you know, cause he's got Google optimized at this point. It's everything is just at rolling. Get at him. Check it out. Hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Thanks again to the team. Um, when you were growing up, what, why did you move around so much? Um, I would say as a, as a kid, it was just about like rehousing. Like first we were living in, I think it's just finances for my mom because she was a single mom. So she was basically just trying her best to stay financially grounded. So that's what caused us to move around and so much. And what did she do? What did mom do? Um, she owned a landscaping business for a while with her ex, the huh. dude who used to... I don't know. I mentioned him in a bunch of songs, but I, um, the dude who she used to be with and her owned a landscaping business. Then she um, downgraded to just doing her own solo thing when they split. And then after that, she was working at a, like a convenience store, just doing like regular ass stuff. And then um, after that, she started doing sales. So like working like on the road sales, kind of like those people you see in like BJ's and like Costco, yeah. like selling shit, like, like the road shows. That's what she was doing. So yeah, so you mom, bounced around a lot. For mom, sure. mom was hustling. Yeah. She's a hustler for sure. Um, and I know you, I heard about it in some of the songs and shit, but what, what's up with pops? What happened to pops? Um, he was just like, I, he was just vacant for like a lot of my life. Um, parents weren't together. No, 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 no. Never together. Uh, when I think they, they split when I was like three or five or oh, something damn. like that. Um, somewhere around that age, they had a breakout, a breakup and, uh, my, my dad just kind of went MIA and I hadn't spoke to him since, but we've reconnected since and, um, we're cool now. So like, 
we're on a cool level. It's cool. not no like dad and sonship, but right. it's like we're cool. You know? What yeah. I mean? Because I uh, I picked that up in in one of those songs or videos yeah, you yeah, talk about, yeah. it and I was forgiven. I talked yes. a lot. Of, yeah, it was a that was like my forgiving him for him being gone. Yeah. And then it just so happened that the energies matched up, and now uh, you know I'm I'm cool with him. I'm on a cool level with him. Where? So. As far as to digging in deeper, so in high school, I also knew you were talking about when you were getting into hip hop shit like that. Yes. Um, what's rolling like, Tommy? Yes, what's, Tommy. What's Tommy? What's Tommy like as a kid? What do you like in middle school, high school? I knew you were. What was I like, or yeah. what did I like? What were you like? What were I like? I was kind of like um, I was always class clown. Like didn't really pay attention in school. Like uh, just kind of lashing out that type of thing. Cause I, I think more so because of what was going on at home. It was like my way of like rebelling. Of course. But um, being class clown, the te- my teacher still loved me because I just like you know I would just always pull that like charm card. Like you know what? Let me use my charisma even as a kid. Like let me finesse my way through this. So um, I was like a, a rebel, class clown, definitely a douchebag. I was such a little asshole. It was crazy. But um, that was kind of my whole circle. You know. We were all like little assholes doing shit. Uh, my friend, my best friend Nate, one of my good friends still, um, who I grew up with, he was also the same way. So I would say just a rebel. I really liked basketball, BMX, dirt biking. That okay. that was like my shit back right. then, you know. So and was, was it ever your dream to like do BMX or play ball? Yes. Or like, so I like that? swore that I was gonna go pro in ball. <laughs> I, I swore that's the that dream. <laughs> I was going to uh, go pro in BMX. Um, I probably could have gone pro in rollerblading because when I was young, I was winning competitions and stuff at like an early age, doing like far ahead of my time tricks and shit. So um, rollerblading, I got really into. I swore I was going to go pro in BMX, and then basketball was the last thing. I was like, I swear I'm going to do it. If the rollerblading doesn't work out. Yeah, right. If the rollerblading doesn't work (laughs) out. That's some rapper shit, my man. If rollerblading doesn't work out, I'm going pro in basketball. (laughs) That's true. Fuck it. Um, And so... It, it was this like is this like circa high school that you were still doing these things? What do you? Um, I wasn't rollerblading in high school. My mentor of um, when I was rollerblading when I was young, my mentor's name was Mark, Mark Wilson, and um, he actually committed suicide when we were like young. He was a little Fuck. bit older, but that was like my mentor. Like that's who I looked up to, and I was kind of just drained by that scenario happening. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, that was like the dude, and I'm just like, you know what? And then they tore down the skate park because there was too many drugs on there and stuff like that. So yeah. I didn't really have anything to do, so I started doing BMX dirt jumping and BMX my neighbors across the street Bobby and Nick we used to just all day every day build dirt jumps ride bikes all day every day like I grew up in just the dirt you know Damn. what I mean um that's interesting I would not have paid you for that yeah that dude so around high school then later in high school where's your mind at as far as you know it's coming to it you graduate high school yes, so, sir. so you graduate high school are you around senior year junior year are you like is that when you're thinking I might try to do the hip hop? Are you trying to still play ball? What, where are you? Where are you kind of at? Well, that's a really good question. Your your questions are hard. Bro. I, I, like, I, I, I like that. Shit. Okay, that's word. Tight. I was gonna that's say tight. it's gonna get um, intense. I would say that. Um, Freshman and sophomore year, I played basketball both years. And then sophomore, uh, junior and senior, I actually failed off both times because I was just not going to school. So junior year, I think I missed like 80-something days oh, out of what? like Damn. 100. Are, yeah. are so, you skipping smoking yeah, weed? No, I didn't smoke weed or anything. Oh, yeah, I was just, just skipping and staying home. Just I like sleep and writing music. So oh, so just, music at that point is yeah, already... Yeah, yeah, music was okay. already there. Okay, I wasn't cool. like positive. I mean, I've always had such confidence in myself, but I wasn't that positive on it at that point. So junior and senior year... Uh, 
senior year was when my music really started taking off and people started seeing me as this Roland instead of Tommy. Mm. So by senior year, I was I was in there, bro. I definitely just focused on, you know, what I needed to be focused on. Music, music, music. That's all it was. Was it ever school? Um, I'd say after I graduated, I went to community college for a semester mm. and I was very focused on school at that point, not because of lack of music, just because I really wanted the knowledge that school had to mm. offer me at that point. And it's crazy. All through my schooling years, I was failing English every single, even when I was like trying, I couldn't do English. I take three years off. I, I write music religiously, record music. I go back to community college. I was like the best in my <laughs> class at English it, and my writing was so intense and it's just funny how that works and yeah. I, like that's synonymous like like literally i go back and my teacher's like you are very very good at english i'm very surprised that you didn't do well in high school and yeah. i'm like i think it's because of music she's like i don't know hey that's practice you mean writing yeah yeah shit. so it was never school for me i always just loved the social environment of it um disregard the 80 something missed days yeah. i loved the social <laughs> side of school itself you know i feel like it's such a great way to build yourself into the human that you want to be you know if you're focused correctly yeah you know if i had been a little bit more focused in my early years i went to four different high schools i could have gotten i mean everybody on cape where i'm from knows my music but if i had been more focused that young i would have plugged so many more people with my music early it's just such a great time to be able to plug yourself in with gr like a, a ton, ton of people, of people. Yeah, because you're all there, all together. Absolutely. Um, what was it like for you, and I believe this also might contribute to um, your artistry, but high school is an especially difficult time socially. You're figuring out who you are. When you're bouncing around to four different schools, you almost have to create a new person every time. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what it was like and who you were trying to be or present to the world? when you were doing those I think more than anything I was just so focused on like being that guy being like the new kid that was like dope like being a dope ass mm. human and being a new kid so like I was always like I always understood with the females I had the advantage because then everyone wanted the new kid just like that's what the dynamic was always in my high schools like so I always had that upper hand of like you know what let me try to finesse as much as I can as a new kid and just ride my buzz I always had that mentality but that's just human manipulation I think that's a salesperson in me that's been there since day one right but um I think that I think I was always just trying to I guess just prove myself at that time it was still like who can I think it was still kind of like who's the hardest like who can make the hardest shit who can be a fucking gangster like, and you're rapping and about the guns times, and shit it wasn't too, it wasn't shit. back you know it wasn't like now when it's like who has the most money that time frame was still like who's the most hard because it was still like off breeds of 90s yeah you know so it was kind of yeah so there. it was still kind of like who's the hardest at et cetera, et cetera. so I think I was always just focused on being like trying to be and present the best me at that time you right. know that's it um, it's a good skill to have to be able yeah. to walk in and just be able to know who you are, which absolutely, people, absolutely, it's it's helped me in my life more than anything else. I'd say, right. you know. Um, and then to fast forward a little bit, so what does mom think as far as and you say, uh, are you do you have any siblings? Uh, I have an older sister and an older brother and one other sister that I don't know. So we'll just say an older oh, okay, sister. Okay, so we'll brother. say the two. So yeah. so you're the youngest. Yes. All right. Um, what. Were you close to your siblings growing up? Are they similar in age to you? Um, they were all four years apart. So, mm -hmm. um, so my brother's four years older than me. My sister's four years older than him. Mm -hmm. So, uh, my sister, I think, 
32, my brother's 28, and I'm 24. Word. And so when you're then your senior in college, uh, senior in high school, and you're going off about to go to community college, and you're focused on writing, it does, is mom proud of her youngest son that he's trying to pursue rapping, or is she like, you know what, Tommy, I really wanted you to be a lawyer, you're, it's fucking right. Yeah, she's, no, she's kind of like, she's kind of like street, to be honest with you, so she's never really been like. You should go get a degree. Oh, dope. She wanted me to finish school. She's like, you need to finish high school. And she talked like a good amount to the principal of my high school to get me through to graduate. Yeah. Because I was missing like a whole grade. And she had to like, you know, I don't know Dude, how she did She did, it, did that, she that salesman thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But like I barely passed high school and she had to get me through that. So she's like, you need, I was the first one in my family to get a high school uh, diploma because everybody else dropped out. So well, my, my sister and brother dropped out and uh, I think they got their GEDs. I'm not sure. But oh, I was shit. the first one to graduate high school in my family. So my mom's like, you need to get your, you need to get your diploma, you know? And oh, I was wow. just like, yeah. So I was really like, um, just like, let me get this. Let me just get this for my mom. But she's always been very, very uh, supportive of my music, you know? Yeah. Even from early times when I was trying to rap like an old Eminem. Right. She was like, Tommy, I think you should rap like this. I think you should sing. I know you should have females liking your music. You need to make that radio hit. <laughs> yeah. She's been in my ear mom, like that. Mom advice, dude. She's yeah, been in my so. ear like that since probably I was like 15. So I was like 16, I'd say. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so that's cool. So mom was kind of on the... She, she was, supportive yeah. mom. So John. our first house, the one I started recording in, it was a one-bedroom studio, a studio apartment, but there was a half wall. So it was like probably seven feet tall, and it was like it went up in between, and there was a door to get in that bedroom with the top was empty because it was like a high roof. So like literally, this is empty. She slept in the living room. I was in the one bedroom, and I had a closet set up in the back corner where it was all padded and like studio-proofed, but I was just recording sitting at the desk in this back thing, and she literally heard everything. And you were, like, we were in a one a studio together, and I was just recording there. Blah, you're bringing blah, blah. no girls to the crib at that I point. I actually did. I was with my female of uh, nine years, actually. So, yeah. She, Damn, mom yeah, is a trooper, bro. I was even selling drugs out of that house, bro. Like, crazy. What? Well, not drugs, weed. Yeah, yeah. Weed. But, but still, but, you yes. know, yo, yo, mom, I got some friends coming through better. Just, you know, might want to leave the crib first. Yeah. <laughs> when mom like, becomes mom, your roommate. <laughs> you got to get out of here real quick. Damn, <laughs> no. that's crazy. So, then, and then another part is, you know, when I've heard in other interviews with you, it's always between 19 and 22. There's these couple years before you moved to L.A. that, then um you know the older i grow up the more i realize how interesting like things like high school or those four years they just become a uh, uh, talking point that's a sentence that goes by but those are pivotal growth years in your life Absolutely. that you're also moving around what are, what's Roland doing? What's Tommy doing between 19 and 22 before you bounced? So I was working at Apple and um, I was teaching lessons on like Logic Pro, uh, Final Cut. I was like teaching lessons to uh, older folks. And um, I was doing that and I moved to the city like outside. It's called Taunton, Massachusetts. Uh. It's outside of Boston. And um, so I was doing that. I was working at Apple. Then this crazy shit happened and uh, I was no longer working at Apple. And then I started my own company called My Tech Solutions, and it's basically I was going to people's houses, installing Macs, putting whatever software on, and then I'd give their um, 
I give them like a full tutorial how to use their Mac from basics to Final Cut to Logic out of their house and I was just doing it under my own entity. So I was no longer under Apple, I just had my own company and I stopped that as soon as I, I told all my clients like here's a resource, this is who you're gonna go to from now on and then I bounced to LA. And I was recording music during that whole time and I was funding myself because it was a self-run business. Like I was running my own business so I was making a lot of money. So I was literally just, <clears throat> when I was doing that, I was just recording all the time using all that money that I got to put into music, put in new equipment, et cetera, that's et cetera. That's crazy, dude. I can't believe, that's a ballsy move. How do you <clears throat> get your first clients? How do you even start that? Um, actually, I did it by stealing them from Best Buy. I had a bunch of friends that worked at Best uh. Buy so they would give them my business card. Like if these services don't work for you, go see this guy and so I kept getting clients, clients. Those are all old people. So they are like, oh, they'll come to my house. They'll set it up. And I just would literally do that and do in-home consulting. And they loved it. I'm very good at teaching. And I have patience with old people because I was working at the Apple store. That's for all old people. Yeah. In Hingham, <clears throat> in Hingham, Massachusetts, which is like an old place, old people kingdom. So... I took all my clients from Apple that loved me that I was teaching, and I took all my clients from, um, what's it called, uh, from Best Buy, Word. and I was doing it like that. And how'd you land the gig at Apple? I mean, I have a college again. I've tried to get jobs at Apple, and it's, it's very hard. hard. Yeah. yeah, I did seven interviews to get that. Um, they just, um, I went to a hiring seminar, where there was like 100 people, then they narrowed it down to 50, and then we did another hiring seminar, I think, <laughs> then they narrowed it down to like five of us, and then... I had to interview with every level of management at the store and then the district manager. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That so was crazy. Circa 1922, that, or you're doing My Tech Solutions throughout those three years? Correct. Correct. Um, Apple for the first two. Apple for the first My two. My Tech Solution for the last one. For the last one. You're making good bread. You're recording. What's your music like at this point? Is it still, is it something where you're like... It's like, to put it into perspective, probably like, probably like... 500 plays, probably like 500 plays a week. So like 2,000 a month, nothing. How, hey, um, no, no, oh. no, I'm just, I'll just fuck with you. Um, uh, I'll get there. Uh, <laughs> what about um, your distribution in the sense of how much are you releasing content at this point? Is it At that point, it was like... I would drop probably like a remix. I was doing a lot of remixes. I did a remix, probably like two remixes a month. Um, and I would do like, I did two albums a year pretty much. Okay. Are you... Um, it wasn't that single drop. It was like remix, 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 album. Remix, uh, remix, album, and then just remixes. And who's who's mixing your shit at this point? Who's, at that point, yeah. I was mixing a lot of my own stuff. You're doing it yourself. Yeah, I, I'm glad that I don't anymore. But... Um, I was mixing my own stuff, and my friend Chris, um, it's, um, that's my homie from uh, Boston, from uh, Dorchester. Mm. I would go to his house and record sometimes, too, uh, in Dorchester, and he was uh, mixing all my stuff at that point, along with, who else was mixing my stuff? Actually, it was mainly mainly him, this dude, Jay Martinez, that uh, I worked at Apple with. He was doing some of my mixing. But that's it. So, okay. So you're, you're doing the music thing and you're making good money. Why did you decide to move to, out to LA? And why, um, and why LA? I just hate feeling comfortable. Like in my life, like 
I hate comfortable. I hate being comfortable. I feel like if I'm getting comfortable, that's me growing complacent. That's me growing uh, comfortable, dormant. You know, like I, I just never like to be comfortable. That's why I've been spending a lot of time in New York because LA felt comfortable. Like I felt uh. settled. You know, I don't like that. So I just try to move around and stay as up and at him as possible uh, personally. But I, I just decided it was time. You know, worst case scenario, I could always move back. But in the end of the day, if nothing else, it's a huge culture change, and that helps you as a human. Yeah. You know, seeing culture shift and new, excuse me, new sides of culture grows you like crazy. I, I agree 100%. So I think that that LA was the best move I could do, not necessarily for the reason I thought it would be, where I would go there and meet the right connection, and they would help me get on, because you move to LA and you find out nobody wants to help you with shit, right. and everybody's fake for the most part. Yeah. Um, so once I did that, I just like really, it really put my life in a perspective on how much no one is going to do shit for you, and it's all you. You that, know what that, I mean? That's a nice kick in the ass, though. Absolutely. Um, 100%. But So you're 22, you move out there, no job out there, no crib out there. I did. I um I before I left, I got in with Verizon. Ha- Roland, uh, you got to plug with these jobs, man. I've been true. trying to get this some jobs. True. It's fucking hard. Yo, it is. It is. I'm 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 just good at human manipulation. And that's not out. even that's not even like something to necessarily brag about, but it just is what it is. Factually so. I it's know how the, to make people like it's me. It's those f- four high schools moving around, man. I, I'm I telling swear, you. I swear. It. My mom has that same type of personality as me, though, where she's very like, you yeah. know, she just puts an energy up where like people want to be around you, yeah. want to surround you. So I just, I'm really good at, uh, I'd say personally, I'd put it like I'm good at charming people. I'm good at just making people like, you know, it's yeah. just, it's just a basic skill that I've picked up. It's probably definitely has to do with moving around a lot, but it also just, I, I think has to do with who my mom is and how I was raised by her. But, um, yeah, I, I was working at Verizon how'd and Verizon. The, how'd you get the gig? I just, um, I was working and one of the district managers came in and I helped them. And um, this is when I had my job and we didn't end up doing anything until after. So I was working at my tech solutions, my, my company. And after that point, um, I met the district manager for Verizon and she brought me in. She was like, we really like you and we would like to have a sit down with you. And that was a district manager. So I just went straight to straight to going through with them. She found me a store, which was in Plymouth, Massachusetts. And I transferred from there to the West, to the West coast with them. Word. Yeah. So you already had, cause you already had a job. It was part time because I didn't want to. And then when I moved, I'm not sure if you know this, but I was full-time at Verizon, and they transferred me to the West Coast full-time. And uh, I was actually doing really well. I was, like, number two in the district. Before before I left Verizon, I was, like, number two, number three, and number four for the last three months. And then uh, the T-Mobile manager at the mall that I was working at came over to the store, and he was like, um, what if I could offer you double the pay for part-time? And I said, show me the numbers and how this will work, and you got me. And so uh, that manager, fucking Robert, Rob, I fucking love that dude. Um, he pulled me on, and sure enough, I pretty much uh, a little bit less, but I basically doubled my doubled my salary. And he brought me in. I was working max of thirty hours a week with T-Mobile. So when I did that, uh, I transferred. I was living in Long Beach and working in Cerritos in California, what? and then. Uh, I was like, I got to be in the Valley because that's where all the music is. That's where Burbank is, North Hollywood, all that stuff. So I was like, I got to be up there. So I transferred up to the North Hollywood, which is a high volume location. And um, that was 2016. 
and yeah. then I stayed at North Hollywood, and then I was like, I don't want to keep. I hated my manager at that time, this mm. dude Dave. Like, I don't hate many managers. Fuck I fucking Dave. hated this dude. Yeah, fuck Dave. I should make a song <laughs> called Fuck Dave. No, he's just miserable. I would never hold it against him. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. But um, then I transferred to this store, which my manager was Amy, and she was like extremely supportive and believed in my music so much, like the illest manager of all time. And she was like, you honestly shouldn't even be working this much. So she she basically had me on twenty hours a week and whenever I needed a PTO I requested it last minute she's like do it do it wow. like the illest manager of all time Amy shout to Amy but um the illest manager of all time and she basically was just like you know whatever you need I, I want to support as much as I can with being fair to everybody else so shout to Amy and then at that point that's when I left my day job. Where and so you're you're selling phones, you're selling phones to people that yep. come into Verizon, yep. or whatever. And yeah, how much are you making at this point? Is it 40, um, 30, 50? Well, I was working like twenty hours a week, and I was making like forty five thousand a year. That's so not bad, though. It's not that, bad because not I was at, at that point when I was working at T-Mobile making forty five. I already was. Um, I was already making like really good money with the royalties. Like my 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 royalties were up there by that point. Were you know? okay. So I just waited for the time where I knew that my royalties were gonna be able to afford my lifestyle before I left my day job. Yeah. And even though they weren't quite where I wanted them to be when I left, I'm like I gotta do this. You know, for perception, for the fact that I don't want to, um, for the fact that I don't want to have to worry about PTO and screwing other people over right. and stuff like that. So I'm like I'm just making that. That leap and at that time I was barely making enough to do so but I was like it's a sacrifice I'll sacrifice I'll live broke on the side of the road full-time musician before I work another day job yeah I'm like it just and not because I hate it just because like for me it's just like that's my brand that's success in my brand it's it's just a feeling you know yeah dude I'm that's the dream man yeah I'm, absolutely I'm, I'm, I can't wait for that day. Bro, it's um, a good thing. I remember hearing an interview you did with Gary V when you were right on the cusp of... Yes. You, and you telling him, like, I'm about to leave my day job. Yes. For... The the podcast is for artists, people trying to figure it out, like myself, myself included. This is even for me. What's that feeling like when you know... Especially when you walk around the streets of New York. I, I used to live in Brooklyn, too. Everybody's trying to be an artist. Everybody's barking the day job. When you know... That you have, in a way, even if you aren't at that level, we aren't playing Madison Square Garden yet, we aren't driving Bentleys, whatever, you know you're able to make a full-time living off of your art. The day that you quit your day job, what's that, what's that feeling like? It felt definitely like a huge thing of completion. Um, I think that I was so prepared for it and knew it was coming so positively for so long that it wasn't as crazy as I thought it was going to feel just because it was such self-preparation like I, I was planning that I was planning that for like I was planning that for like you know years yeah. so it just didn't feel that crazy when it happened not as much as I thought I thought some birds were going to come out some fucking that's what I'm expecting man yes confetti yeah, everything yeah. yeah I thought there was going to be a crazy <laughs> celebration when really it was just like I go home and the next day I don't have to wake up for a job like I'm just going to go to Starbucks in the morning then go home and create for the day kick it with Layla. that was a good feeling kick it with Layla uh -huh. oh I missed the fuck out of her right now um but yes she um she's in Connecticut because I want to get to Layla too. I want to get to it because, absolutely, but, um, but it wasn't it wasn't something crazy with when I quit my day yeah. job. Not as crazy as I expected. How did you at that point make? And again, this is you know drop some knowledge on me. How were you making money off your royalties and your music? Had it steadily grown to that point? Was it? Um, and for folks that don't know the game, in the sense of. Uh, 
what's it like for you to – is that from iTunes? Is that from Spotify? Is that from a combo? Where Where's that revenue Most of my from? income is coming from Spotify and Apple Music. Huh. Um, Apple Music, I have a – Spotify, I just do really well. Uh I, I'm, I'm just doing really well streaming-wise because of how their discovery playlists are set up mm. and how many people have shared my music and loved my music, just recommendations and things like that. Apple Music Wave came from Gary V being on, being pushing my music so hard. Him and D-Rock, uh, if there are anyone who doesn't know, that's Gary V's camera guy. He, they really push my shit, and when they push it, they usually put, push it on Apple Music. Uh. So I have a huge influx on Apple Music lately because Gary V's Wave, uh, when I dropped his song Born Hustler yeah. and everything, he um, they've just been pushing it like crazy. So a huge influx in Apple Music and they pay better, but I still don't have as many listeners on Apple Music as I do Spotify. But I also get raven- revenue from YouTube, from like all these crazy streaming services that like no one uses. And um, also what I, I do have a thing of doing is I've been making a lot of company songs. So companies mm. will pay me to do a song for them. I just have to like mention their the slogan. That's correct. I was, pe- I was peeping that. Yeah, so they pay me a one-time fee. And um, actually it, it really depends because I've done a couple where it's like royalty-based, et cetera, et cetera. If they like my music, they reach out, they ask for a song. And um, I mention a slogan or I mention their product or something. Six and sides is a lot to watch. It is a lot to watch, bro. <laughs> this is true. That's fire that you knew that, bro. Honestly. So, yeah, I would say I would say just like all those there, – there's a million ways to make money as an artist. And I kind of tap into all of them just because mm. – you know, like, why not be rich why now? Not? Yes. Absolutely. I, bro, you're talking to broke, broke motherfucker. I agree. No, why, not, bro, why not be no, rich bro. now? Rich with mentality. Be rich with bro. mentality. That's all it is. So, okay, so I also know I, I can't keep you forever. So, um, fast forwarding a little bit, uh, you're making money off the streams, you're doing your thing. Um, how, how did the, I do, and I've heard the story a little bit, but for my listeners, when you link with Gary Vee and that kind of comes about, how does, um, and I know you guys missed each other. You going to LA? You going to New York? Whatever. Damn, you did the bro, Dude, I'm you telling really you, research. I'm telling you, bro, bro. I go, I go deep into the shit. Good, so, bro. so, so you. It's crazy how much I know about you. It's almost that's weird. Crazy like, as yeah, hell, bro. but um, you go. So when you do find the link with Gary, I saw the vlog too. I loved the vlog when you meet up in the hotel. Just for for the listeners that might not know about him or whatever, what's it actually like to meet Gary? Seems like a dude who's like super intense, energy's all over. We just got a snippet of that hour long meeting in your vlog. What what was it like to actually just kick it with him and and for me it was kinda like because of our connection and who we are as humans. It's more organic. It's not like nothing's forced. I don't feel pressured by his energy. He found me just by coming across music. I didn't submit shit. So it's genuinely just an organic relationship. He likes my music. Right. He's helped me grow as a human so exponentially. Like it, It's ridiculous how much growth I've done because of his knowledge, because of how he says to brand. I found him about a year and a half ago from my friend Matt Johnson, who shoots a lot of my videos um, from Mobius Media Solutions. That's his company. And... Um, he told me about Gary about a year and a half ago about his book. So I listened to his audio book. I can't remember which one it is. It, it was Ask Gary V? Yes, that one. So I listened to this dude. Um, <laughs> so I listened to his audio book and I really learned how to brand myself from him. So then randomly one day I get reached out to by Gary. I really like your music. We'd, I'd love to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And that was just an organic thing. So that was kind of the surreal moment for me. For me, that was like, that was the moment where I was like, yo, that's tight. Like a dude who I listen to for this. Yeah. Because it was organic and because I just see him as somebody who is a very successful human, 
I wasn't starstruck or anything like that about it. It was more like I can really see me and this dude having a long-term relationship yeah. because of how our energies are. You know what I mean? And when I met him, he was actually a lot more calm than I thought he would be. He's not he like... He seems super yeah, spazzy. Yeah, he's super spazzy in a lot of things. Yeah. But like when we sat down, we were just like, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, just kicking it. My energy is kind of high a lot of times too. Yeah. So it was kind of like just like a mutual vibe. You know what I mean? So it was, it was really cool. It wasn't not that crazy. I definitely got to pick his brain for a lot. He definitely taught me a lot. For more than anything though, I'm just glad we made that connection and our energies were right. Like yeah. me and him really vibed on a real level. Word. You know, so. Um, before we get to my lightning round about Layla and other fun shit, yes. um, what were, and this is for me too, me being selfish, what were maybe some some advice that he gave you that me too, you know, as an upcoming musician and other folks that, that you felt <clears throat> really resonated with you? I would say um, over everything is probably the, probably like just him, him and D-Rock just speaking on the, um, this wasn't in the vlog or anything, this is what we just discussed afterwards, but um he was just saying, I, I guess it's the whole create, uh, or not create, uh, basically put out content, put out content of just regular stuff like you and the process more so than creating an amazing piece of like for vlogs. Yes. That was my biggest piece. He document. says for vlogs. Don't he create. says document, do create. That's the, that's the terminology I was looking for, yeah. but uh, document, don't create. And it's just so true. Like if I could see J. Cole in early days, I don't care how high how high resolution the video is. I just want to see J. Cole's early mental. Yes. I just want to see J. Cole before he was J. Cole. I want to know what his process was like, how he came about, where his head was at when he was down to his last couple of bucks. You know, all that type of stuff. Like that to me is worth it. So I think that's the biggest thing I took out of it, out of that meeting for sure. But um, also, also him just like, explaining why he thinks you should dm so many people and hearing him like blow people up blow people up because like it, it's literally a numbers game and when it comes down to it if you ask a million people for favors and that one person says yes that can be life-changing right. so just ask 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 play that numbers game keep running it you bro know? I, so. I think that is great advice and and i like what he also says about not being spammy you know? absolutely that's, that's huge um and to your point about the the vlogs i wanted to um commend you too even watching them like how for you as a viewer one i think whether it was you were charming the camera or whatever you definitely won me over in the sense of i think you have a good sort of natural just vibe with the camera whatever doesn't feel like anything's put on absolutely um but there are there are certain things like that even if it is just shot with your iphone and it's like you just like hanging with layla like that's that's where the magic happens, man. Yeah. You know, it's not... You enjoy that piece of it? I love that. Like, when Layla slips on the floor and it goes DM slide. Yeah. I replayed that probably, like, ten times. Which because vlog? Do you know which vlog I was, that was? It was one of the early ones. Maybe, like, two or three. I'm going to have to go back um, and watch those. Because, listen, I'm a, I'm a huge hip-hop head. If you couldn't tell, I watch all the Drake shit, Cole, Kendrick, whatever. Like, for me... Instead of watching like Netflix shows, I like stuff that's based on reality. Hot 97 interviews, the Russ interviews, whatever. Agreed. And so some of my favorites aren't going to be G-Eazy killing the show every time. It's going to be like 
them backstage on the tour bus, like just like real it, life, real life, and that's what Absolutely. for you. And it's it, it, one also thing that you just that. kind of sparked in my mind. They're also vlogs and creating are so amazing for self reflection. Now yeah. I can go back to those early vlogs and see where my own head was at. My mind races a million miles a minute. Brandon handles like everything for me nowadays yeah. because my head's doing so much. And Brandon's killing it, by the way. Shout out Brandon for hooking this up, too. Yeah, he kills it. He really grinds, makes sure everything happens. Like Brandon Donahue, who's also a high school friend of mine, he kills That's shit, makes ask. this shit happen. So shout to him for that. But it also is so good for self-reflection, vlogging, yeah. seeing where we were at, seeing what was good. Like just self-reflection is everything. So yeah. like being able to see where my head was at, how my life was. I don't remember half the shit, but I've fucking done enough vlogs where it's like, you know, now I can go back and see where my life was at at that point. Right. So. And, and like, I think that's a good point is for a fan too to see your growth, whatever. Um, and so before I get you out of here too, um, for the artists that are... You could you could turn okay, that off. We'll yeah. just finish this up. All right. Um, for the artists that are out there too as far as your manager like brandon awesome at what point were you at what level before you said i need a manager because i can't do this myself or that you feel like um it's more of it's an asset that you can have one rather than it just being someone you just cut and some a check to absolutely so that's a really good question um I personally was always curious when it will I know when I need a manager when will a manager approach me to manage me etc cetera, etc cetera. there's a million things especially as an upcoming artist where you ask that all the time what point will they be beneficial to me is it worth putting a manager on payroll right now will that open enough opportunities to um, to basically justify having that so that's always been a thing for me and like to me I personally didn't need a manager. I'm very self-sufficient. Like I could do, like I could at the point where I hired Brandon as my manager, I didn't need a manager at all. But what I did want to do since he's a childhood friend and I can trust him with anything is I wanted to start building up his skills as a manager uh, to be ready for management. That's so dope. I told him like he knew what it was like at the beginning of this, there was no financial, there was no finance involved. It was just, we're really good friends. He wants to be a part of this. I would love to, for him to be a part of this. He's very organized. He has a degree from college. Like he's a very like well-rounded dude. I'm like, how can we get him involved? And and um, I was like, you know what, Brandon, I want you to start. And then I started easing on tasks. First, I, when he was managing me, I had him doing little stuff. I had him doing teeny stuff. Then I slowly was like, all right, time to make your email and your bio on your Instagram your own email. And then he was like, okay. And then I was like, all right, now we're going to take that email in my bio, which happened like last month, and we're going to forward it to you. And then, so then he had contact rolling at gmail.com. And then this month I bought new, uh, new emails. So now he has Brandon at rollingmusic.com and he's handling all of my management stuff. He books everything for me. He handles all the inquiries. He handles all my features. He handles pricing. He breaks, gives me all my meetings. He filters out what meetings are going to be beneficial, what we have time for, what we don't have time for. So now he's a full on manager and he literally fucking like he started as nothing. He started as just handling little stuff. Now he's killing it. Now he's killing it. And by bank next year, this man will be filthy rich off of this movement. So it's just like, you know, he scratched my back for years as my, being 
just a really good friend and now we're coming up together we're scra- the world scratching our backs yeah. you know what i mean so i i think that was a crucial part but when i hired him i did not think that he was going to be ready uh ready right away so that's why we started filtering on the tasks and now i couldn't do it without him he handles mm. so much for me that i could not do this without him and he did this before we had any financial promise before we had anything saying you're going to get paid this he did it because he understands the work he has to put in because of the work I've put in for years to get the movement to where it is. Right. That's you know? hu- that's huge. So then it's not just someone trying to eat off your 100%. Plate. I don't allow that. that. I'm, I'm very yeah. good at like seeing people for what they are yeah. and seeing true colors. Even if I don't see it, I'm going to like let it breathe and just like undercover people. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? Undercover people. I always yeah. do. I always do. But um, I'm very good at like noticing when someone's just trying to eat off my plate or when someone's not. So Brandon was ne- that was never the case with him. But I do have to check everyone just in case. Absolutely. You know I mean? All right. Last couple things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, I think you, your come up is similar, and I know you respect Russell a lot. I do too for this sort of DIY, a lot of do it your own self, um, do it yourself type shit. For you, you, you still handle all your own visuals in the sense of those those illustrations. That all you the do illustrations, for your album artwork, photos. Those yeah. are so dope, man. How do you Thank make? You. How do you make those? I draw those. Uh, I draw by those hand out. and illustrator. I draw those out in Photoshop. And the craziest part for anyone who uses Photoshop or is familiar with it, I actually shift, click, shift, click, shift, click, and do a bunch of straight lines and make them all bend eventually. With the so, with the pen tool? Yeah, no, uh, with the, yeah, just no, the paintbrush. Oh, the paintbrush. Yeah, because... so I'll outline it in the paintbrush, add a new layer, do the coloring, add a new layer, do the detail, add a new layer, do the shadow. I, I pride myself the most on shadowing because I, I I like feel like I make them come to life with the shadows and stuff like that. So that's why I pride myself in. Yo, because. You inspired me to then learn all that shit. So I was like, that's yo. dope. Yeah, because I'm like, yo, that's Roland's dope. doing this. I'm like, dude, fuck it. I got, why not? Why pay somebody then if, if he can learn Agreed. how to do it? I'm like, fuck it, man. Let's, let's Hands go. Hands down. And, and it's authentic. Yeah, and mine are trash in comparison, but it's that idea. It's a growth. It's a growth, bro. It's mine that, were trash to begin with. If you look at my early shit, bro, trash, trash. I think it's so dope that it's that it's that DIY I was blown away and then you also have added animations to them now like that I pride myself in being one of the first artists that I've seen to add to make my album artwork come to life for the YouTube snip right YouTube the audio a lot of people are doing it now but like I I pride myself on being one of the early ones to do so to like add motion to everything yeah and um, now a lot of people are doing it but I, I do pride myself on being like the first of my kind to do my own album artwork then add motion to it myself not that I I don't know of anyone that's doing it. Yeah. Anyways, but um, but yeah, I, I really like doing it myself. You know? I I respect that a lot. Last thing. Yeah. The Layla talk that I yo yes. I had no idea until I was diving into the vlogs. My man got the pet pig. I think, and I don't know as nearly as much about this. You were much more successful than I am. I think you need to incorporate her into the branding. I don't. One hundred percent. Why there aren't more pictures on the gram or because videos? Because I don't live with her currently. Okay, she lives I, in Connecticut with my family, which I go to often. But like my LA spot, I'm not there enough. Gotcha. You know, so because like she lives wa- with my family in Connecticut. Watching that vlog and watching you snuggle Layla and kicking with the animals, it was this whole other side to you that I was like, bro, this is gold. Like, yes, bro. The, First of all, ladies go crazy over the, in- oh, the, bro, the animal thing. Oh, bro, the pig pull is ridiculous, bro. The pig pull is ridiculous, bro. Yo, you pulled me. I was like, I was like, I swear. I bro. became 
uh, then an extra fan at that point because I was like, yo, just seeing you like in the vlog, you going to Whole Foods ever, it's fun, but seeing you like chase her around the house being like, oh, what up, little mama? And like yeah, her like yo, sliding her, uh, Everything, bro. The, the, the warm heating pad and the blanket type shit. I like, know. I just bought her another heated blanket for the bro, winter time. For the listeners that don't know, Roland has got this cute ass pet pig that in the early vlogs would when he was trying to answer questions would be a pain in the ass and snorfling around and Agreed. He'd, ha- he'd have to get a heating pad and an actual pig in a blanket not yeah, fuck, literally fuck your food dog it's, this is a real pig in a blanket that it was that and it was, it was so adorable i'm like the least slash most rapper shit that you could have is a pet agreed pig. And, and agreed you know I mean? like, it is some party shit it's some party shit but the fact that i could tell how much you cared for her, um i think for me as someone who watches a lot of rap bloggers whatever vlogs i think it's a sick angle i think the the, the vegan thing or the animal love thing the fact you got the cats your interaction I think compassion it, com- i think it shows a compassion to it that um Russ in his uh, do it for the stunt video he has his little dogs up you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying like whatever like there's an aspect of your love for the animal that all the content that I saw of your vlogs with Layla was just gold dude like I think I think I I would like to include her in more stuff I think I just have to get to a time where I'm comfortable not being in one city every week I have to get to a time where I feel comfortable settling down at least three weeks out of a month in one place and then I need to bring Layla there so she can live with me because honestly over everything else in my life she is what I miss the most when I'm traveling hands down hands down I can tell how much you love me and her are just like it's like an unreal connection that I have with the pig. She's just like my daughter. So yes. like, so like for me, not being with her is like it, it kills me. I hate not being around my pig, Layla, personally. <laughs> but you know, it, in a perfect world, I would be. But it's not a perfect world yet. You know what I mean? How did you choose on getting a pig in the first place? So my ex of nine years, my her name is Regine. Oh. My ex, um, was she the one you was she in was she driving you to Whole Foods and shit in the vlog that was just never? I believe so. I believe so. There's a shorty is here. Something yes, I believe that's what I believe that's who it was. I'm not positive. Word. Um, but. Um, she was like, we should get a pig. And we already had two cats. I, I sent her to get a cat and she came back with two. And I'm like, okay, okay, this is getting ridiculous. But no, um, then I, um, what was it? What was I talking about? The pig. Oh, the pig. Oh, then she was like, we should get a pig. And I'm like, why would we get a pig? Of all the things, why we get a pig? She's like, cause you only live once. I'm like... You're so right. Let's get a pig. Like, how can you argue that? Ever, like, ever worked, yeah. yeah but, yeah. like, true. Like, why not? Like, yeah. you live one time. Why not get a fuck? Why get a dog that everybody else has? Why not, like, look into a new type of animal and see a new level of compassion and have a new understanding of life? Too. Way smarter than dogs. Smart like, no, no bullshit. I've compared millions of dogs with this fucking pig. <laughs> and she is the smartest pig, the smartest animal that I've met personally. She's just so genius. It's crazy. She's such a stubborn little bitch, though. I could totally She's I could so totally stubborn, get that. bro. But I did it. I spoiled her. Like, yeah. she grew up so fucking spoiled, LA living ass pig. Yeah. Yeah. Do you walk the pig? I used Is to walk something? her down my old street, yes. Like the- but um, not anymore because she lives in Connecticut. It's too cold. She's mm-hmm. stubborn. She won't go outside. She won't. She'll stop at the staircase and yeah, be like, that's she'll backpedal. Pig, She's dog. LA as fuck, bro. LA as She's fuck. LA as fuck. Yeah, she um, won't go outside. Yo, so Roland, what's next for you? What What are you doing right now? What are you up to? Um, you know, let's wind this down. You can go do your thing. What? Obviously, I know your five-year plan for watching interviews. I know we're taking over the world. Um, 
where are you sort of uh, currently? What what's what's interested you? I know I also saw the interview. You had a little bit of the vlogs, a little bit of writer's block. How are you in your creative process right now? What's what's kind of going on? Um, so I created one of my favorite songs in a long time the other day. He put out this beat and I heard it. First thing it hit me, I'm just like, damn, this is some different ass shit. When I heard the beat, I was like, this is crazy. So let me start writing. And when I started writing, because I listen to so much J. Cole, Drake, Kendrick, I sometimes get caught up in trying to be another artist instead of myself. 100%. So my friend... My friend Bree is like, yeah, my old friend used to, he writes music and he won't allow me to play other music around him. And I'm like, that's crazy. Why would he be like that? And then I'm like, and then I tried it. I'm like, don't play any music around me today. I'm just going to listen to my own music. I walked around New York up and down blocks like crazy for hours. Like listen to my first two albums, listen to Welcome, my first album or first EP. And then I listened to my most recent one, my second EP uh, called Part One. Just dropped recently, go cop that. Yeah, go cop that. (laughs) Um, I listened to those two and just walked around. I got back to the house, put that beat on and I wrote my first song where I feel like the old Roland again. Cause Uh, I've gotten really caught up in the industry sound and trying to sound like this or that. Right. Excuse me. And, um, for the first time in a long time, I felt like the old Roland. I felt like the Roland that a lot of my fans love me for. Mm-hmm. So I wrote that song, and uh, I, I'm not sure if I want to. I always just spill my business out there. I'm not sure if I want to drop another EP or I want to keep doing sim- singles. Um, I actually talk about that in this new song, but um, I I'm not sure what I want to keep doing. But I, I'm thinking EP next. I just feel like what's the pros and cons to it? Why? Why stop with the singles? Well, singles are just, um, you know, drop, drop, drop. I just like cohesive bodies of work. I like how Pimple Butterfly. I like how Good Kid Mad City is a full storyline. I like it just like, I like being able to compose something that sounds like it should all be together and you're touching base on every energy and topic. So that's why I I like EPs over singles, but singles definitely give you more leeway in terms of growth because if I drop a single, it's a lot more likely to be reposted and shared everywhere than if I drop an album. Who in today's day and age has time to listen to a whole album top to back unless you're an artist who's that big of a fan of music? Right. You know, I'm a Drake stan and I I took me a while to get through more life. Yes. You know what I mean? Agreed. I probably listened to that like a million times by now. By now. But it took took me a while though. You know what I'm saying? Like our first lesson... My biggest, the artist I'm a biggest fan of. So I feel you that like if you're trying to get that exposure, but just for you, I saw you doing the single thing and then EP. And as someone who actually has some traction with, I was curious to pick your brain. So that's absolutely that's tough to know. So, um, what's next for you? What 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 we got in 2018? I think that just the next level of Roland. I think the next level of my brand's gonna come out. I think this is the year that I'm gonna find the sound of mine that the industry is gonna know. I think this is the year that I find the sound that the radio Roland is gonna sound like. Uh, I think this is the year where my brand grows to that level of who I am as a human. I think that comes with maturity, time, et cetera, et cetera. But I think this is the year um, that I find the commercial-friendly Roland that's going to blow, blow up. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Whether it's we put out the actual radio song this year or what, but this is the year I think I'm going to find that sound. Uh, this, uh, this is the year I know I'm going to find that sound. Right. So that's what that's what 2018 has for me. Let's go, 2018. And 
where can people find you? R O W L A N. Just type that in wherever. But it's we got true. it on the Google search it's now. True. The Google this, we got hey, it on squad, bro. <laughs> yes, um, it's on Google search now. So just type that anywhere. But like, subscribe to me on um, Apple Music or um, Spotify, whatever you you choose to use, um, and follow me on Instagram and inter- interact with me. You know, I love comments. Those are my things. So everybody, comment. The, Let's get in touch. This man will actually respond to you because he he knows try the game. Try my hardest so, for sure. Um, you know, it's a. Uh, that's a huge part of it and respect it honestly bro thank you so much absolutely appreciate it yo good shit bro over on radio guys thank you so much for listening uh appreciate you too over and out